0: Welcome to iPad Pros, the show all about using your iPad to be productive and get work done. I'm Tim Chen,
1: host of the show. It's just I feel that it was one of those first gen devices that Apple just they nailed it on. That there isn't anything about the hardware other than well other than my batteries not enjoying life six years later, but that it was still just it's a it's a great design. It's it it works well, it, it hasn't it hasn't failed. Um, I haven't ever, ha- haven't had a single problem with this other, other than we mentioned with the, the smart keyboards and stuff. But I'm like, you know, this thing is still is still trucking, and it's not showing any signs of. Oh well, this is a little glitchy, so you know, the screen's starting to go or something.
0: Welcome to another episode of iPad Pros. On this episode is Mark Crump, who is still using the original 12.9 inch iPad Pro from 2015 with 128 gigabytes of storage. We dive into what Mark uses the iPad Pro for and his upgrade approach to technology, when is it finally time to upgrade a tool that you depend on? If you've ever been tempted to upgrade when perhaps your old iPad can still do the job, this episode is for you. It was a lot of fun to recall back to what that first iPad Pro was in this episode. I, for instance, totally forgot that part of the tech that makes ProMotion work in the second generation and newer iPad Pros was in that first iPad Pro. That original iPad Pro can slow down the refresh rate to 24 frames a second for movies, or even slower if your iPad is, say, static. The part of ProMotion it can't do is ramp all the way up to 120Hz. This episode was recorded before WWDC 2021, so we do mention briefly some hopes for iPad OS 15, but you'll know what actually happens when you hear this. Before we get to that interview, a quick reminder that you can support the podcast over at patreon.com slash ipadpros. For as little as a dollar a month, you can get the episodes early and with embedded chapter markers. The higher tiers give you access to bonus shows like iPad Possibilities, iPad Ponderings, and iPad Historia. Learn more at patreoncom Pros. You can also support the podcast simply by opening up the Apple Podcast app and leaving a review. Every review helps send the right signals to Apple to show this podcast more in search, helping new listeners discover the show. With that, here's my interview with Mark. Enjoy. Welcome to the podcast, Mark. Hi, it's great to be here. You as, as well. It's great to have you on. We've um, had a lot of you know back and forth on Twitter, and this episode I'm excited to share as kind of catharsis for people that aren't getting the new iPad Pro, and just this is an episode that you can listen to and appreciate what you have because it's amazing. All the iPad Pros are great. So in this episode, we're me going back to the original iPad Pro released. November of 2015, it was announced in September of 2015, and this was the first iPad Pro. This is the one you're still using. Yep. And we're going to kind of dive into the kind of work you do today on it. They're all great, and uh, <laughs> uh, you don't need the latest and greatest to have a great iPad Pro experience.
1: No, it's still... I mean, it's still trucking along. I mean, the, the the main reason I still use it is it still works. Patrick Ron had a great podcast a long time ago with Mike Hurley. It's like sort of like it's the, the pre-relay, even pre-5x5 podcast, and it was called Enough. And they had a segment that's basically, well, how much is enough for you? And Patrick also used to write the, for the website uh, Minimal Mac, and it was, you know, obviously in a name about minimalism in Mac. And he wrote a great post, which I sent you the link to, it's like, not for me or something, which is basically, hey, Apple came out with a bunch of new stuff, and my old stuff still works. And I got the, I got the iPad Pro in February of 2016. And I had Briefly, bought what was what was the one? It was before, like the Air Two or whatever. Yeah, the Air Two. That
0: was the really overpowered one that was designed right. to show off multitasking to have some kind of device that would enable that.
1: Yeah, so I had I had bought that in like November, and I was like, no, I don't need the Pro. The screen's huge. The thing weighs a pound and a half. That's the size of the original iPad. And then I was I kept looking at it, and I kept going. You know, I, I want to get back into drawing again, and that pencil like the, the pencil is what got me it was well that and it was like this you know this, the screen is massive remember when I got it I, I brought it into work and my boss at the time was just looking at it and he was just like what and I'm like, yes, yeah, my iPad and he's like, that's way too big. And of course, you know, three months later yeah. he had one. And you know, it was that and procreate and just being able to I went to architecture school. Um, I not I don't practice it at all, but it's like I just missed sketching and freehand drawing and I was like, Okay, well now I can always have a sketchbook with me and I bought that and the closest I think I probably can upgrading is the is it was a twenty eighteen that everybody was thrilled with because it had the USB C ports and but I was still going, you know what, this thing is still working. And yeah. the the primary apps I use are you know, the handful of social media apps, you know, TweetBot, Discord, Slack, you know, Reader and all those, and Ulysses and Procreate and i I don't do any video editing with LumaFusion or anything where I look at well, these are some serious you know speed increases that come with if you're doing those heavy heavy workflows and the only two problems that I have with my pro are the the battery's kind of shot um I probably get four to five hours depending on what I'm doing, and it has hovered just above that. Eighty percent threshold where mm. Apple will will just let you replace the replace the unit for hundred bucks. Yeah, and um, I do run into some RAM constraints, specifically with iBooks and some large PDFs. Um, okay, every now and then the Apple iBooks will just crash out on.
0: Yeah, me. what kind of PDFs are you importing into iBooks or Apple um, now? I guess it's called
1: mostly either board game. I'm, I'm really into board gaming and model trains. And yeah. so I will get magazines that are, well, here's, you know, the latest model railroad or whatever. I'll make a copy of it locally and, and read it in there. Or um, like I download a lot of the manuals and they're all, ska- a lot of them are just scans of the old Avalon Hill board games. So, yeah. you know, you end up with these massive, uncompressed, un touched by human hands sort of PDFs and I'll be scrolling through it or, um, like there's scans of magazines from board gaming magazines from the seventies that, you know, I downloaded off the web and someone else could be scrolling through it and it'll just like, all of a sudden iBooks will just like bomb out, um, and so what I started doing is just starting just to bring the stuff back into GoodReader which I think handles it slightly more efficiently. I don't I don't think iBooks is really designed to go through life as the preview yeah. for for the iPad.
0: Do you do any digitization or are you downloading all of the the stuff?
1: Yes, I have a scanner and the, one of the railroads I model is the uh, Erie Lackawanna, and there's a hysterical, historical society. My, my dad used to call them the hysterical societies, yeah. which was also somewhat apt. Um, and when he died, I got his entire collection of those magazines. And the one thing that I've had has really ruined me on is like just reading a traditional magazine. I'm like, oh, that font's a little small. Why can't I zoom in? So I've been sitting here with a flatbed scanner just scanning in the old magazines mm. so I have a digital copy so that I can, you know... Actually, zoom in and read the type on.
0: Yeah, imagine magazines uh, very thin, so document scanner might actually damage that material.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I just sit there to flap. yeah, same thing. You know, it's um, you yeah, it's, it's a nice exercise. You just sort of sit there. It probably takes me like fifteen minutes to scan one yeah. in, and you know, just lift doom, 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 doom. Uh, And then the other, the other app I use a lot is Ulysses. Um, I do have my own website that I infrequently update, markcrump.com, and ninety. 90- of what I put up there comes through Ulysses and the other 2% is either I I go through, I go through these periods of self-evaluation where I'm like, well, do you really want to use Ulysses? You know, do you want to try another app like IA Writer or something? So I'll write a post and put it up there and then still end up going, no, like Ulysses just still works for me. And the only other thing I can't do in Ulysses to post up there is Ulysses still doesn't support tables. So if the blog post that I'm writing has a table, then I will use something like IA Writer to do it and have the table and then publish it from there.
0: Yeah. So you mentioned your boss got an iPad Pro. And what capacity do you use it at work? Is it kind of your companion, note-taking assistant kind of device? Or what role does it play for you at work?
1: I work for a hospital. So I really i can't connect any of my personal devices to the network
0: is your unit uh, a lte enabled uh nope. pro it's not okay is that something you regret retroactively six years later
1: no the the, the problem that i run into is i think that the ipad fi- files app just it really wants you to continuously have a um a network connection, connection. yeah and the, yeah, there used to
0: be a pinning feature that never yes. came back from the betas. I, was, I know. So, oh, I was so yeah. disappointed. Like, when Over that 15. came out,
1: I was like, yes, this is like, for that month, I was like, this is the best thing ever. Because I could pin the thing, have it downloaded, and then it just it didn't matter if I was on or off the network. Like, this is great. You know, they took it out, and then I was like, okay, maybe it'll come back on iOS 14. Yeah, I surely, at some point. <laughs> right. And I'm like, apparently, that was probably what was causing all those iCloud Drive issues that they're having yeah. back then. So, um, and so that was so, but the rare times that I'm actually not on a Wi Fi connection, I'll just usually just hotspot it off my phone or something and um the only times i really really run into these problems are if i'm going into like if i go into boston for the day and i take the mbta in the the line that i'm on has has spotty wi-fi coverage with their um onboard thing yeah and because they use cell modems too usually like if it's having a problem my phone's gonna have a problem anyway
0: right okay so at the hospital, you kind of use it to reference different materials, PDFs, yeah. or and take notes and things. Mostly,
1: I would take notes. Back in the before times, when we had you know in person meetings, I would I would use Goodnotes and just take my digital notes. And then for work notes, I use OneNote because it is installed on my work laptop, and I can just sync everything between them. And I don't never put any. There's never anything in my notes that's you know, would be considered privileged information yeah. anyway. It's, it's just my notes on um, I work in project management. So it'll be like add this requirement or do this thing, or here's how this application works. So okay, um, I don't, I don't get, I don't, I don't get any patient information ever with really anything in my job thankfully
0: how's the apple pencils battery
1: holding up these days really good actually and even i keep mine chained to my ipad um so it it never really goes into rest mode good rest space and looking at it now it was it's at like you know maybe uh two a third full and i haven't used it in a while so it's been getting bounced around yeah
0: it's super impressive after six years because it has like the tiny airpod size batteries in that thing i'm sure yeah yeah and i have two
1: pencils which helps too because i keep one in a charger yeah uh, my my wife's also an artist and she got we got her the ipad pro and a digital pencil and she just went "I, i can't do digital i need i need you know, my paper and my pencils. And so I ended up with two pencils, um, which She's is interesting. turning up returning
0: that second iPad Pro then?
1: No, she used it until it died. Which um, was original as well? Yep, same with mine. And then just one day it just stopped turning on. Huh. And, or it got in some weird loop. It's sitting in a drawer next to me still, just in case I can coax it back. Yeah,
0: I've only had that happen with an original iPad. That's sitting in my desk that I can't boot up, sadly.
1: Yeah. Um, And at first she liked it because, you know, she liked the big size and everything. And now she's... We got a second hand, just the first generation Air that she's using. And now she's kind of like, I like the small size and the small weight
0: better. No, the small size is nice for a lot of different situations, right?
1: Yeah, I think that the next iPad that I get is more likely than not not to be a pro but i'll probably get there for a couple of reasons the first is well it's the price and i need to buy a new pencil and other stuff
0: and... oh yeah the upgrade prices there's a lot to it yeah
1: pencil, right yeah. and Go i forward. can get it in blue and i'm like i wish that apple would have the ipads that were you know put those colors in the pro line you know if i could, if i could get a blue ipad pro i probably would and i keep hoping that maybe this year's ipad airs will do face id too as well as get the m1 chip like if they get the if they put the m1 chip and face id in the in the regular air then that will that'll probably be getting close to the point where i'll just start pulling the trigger and getting one
0: so at home you mentioned you run ulysses for the blog and are you up to date are you using the subscription ulysses or yep
1: yeah i have the subscription um i got in on their original one which was you know 25 bucks a month 25 bucks a year yeah and i'm going i you know that's that's basically lunch one day right so.
0: and how are you using the smart keyboard with it because that's one thing that i was glad to finally upgrade because my uh, first gen smart keyboard frequently would just give me headaches of it i'm at the yeah. wrong angle and not connecting anymore how's that doing for you
1: i had the exact same problem okay i went through two i went through two of them yeah and I loved I loved the design. Yeah. Because it didn't add appreciable weight and thickness to the device. And, you know, it was great. I just sit in a meeting and go, you know, flip flip boom there's my keyboard and i liked the fabric covering it was a great keyboard um, i went through one and they replaced it within warranty and i went through the second one and didn't have the receipt from when they replaced mm. it and what i ended up getting was the laughably named logitech slim keyboard yeah because it's not very slim that's yeah and I don't use that that much. Um, what I am starting to find now is that, like, I like the keyboard on it, but at that point, I have something that was closer to a MacBook Pro thickness and weight, and I'd have the keyboard that would just be sort of floating around. So, if I'm working on my iPad, I usually am just using a virtual keyboard now. I, I, I gave up on the using using a physical keyboard, life Okay. because at,
0: it... at home, will you use a? Um... One thing I really liked doing when I was using the second gen iPad Pro. I waited for this new one to show up. Was uh, external keyboard and the Magic Trackpad too? It, it really transforms that iPad into almost a desktop environment.
1: Yeah. No, I still I still just use the virtual. Okay. Um, yeah. And a lot of it too is like you know one one of the themes I have too is like I just try to get down to the the core of what 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 the device is good for and. There was another thing I sent you a link on, you know, the I wrote a post. Because uh, this
0: is not your sole computer. This serves that's a right. purpose in your life, a role in your both work and personal life, but you also have a Mac that serves a different role.
1: Right. And, you know, this is that thing I sent you um, about, you know, Render onto the Caesar and that the iPad is, for me, like the iPad is... Is really great as a tablet that I, inter- I interact with the screen on. And if I need to write, say, a term paper on on this, I may not use the iPad for it. Um, that's what I might just say. Let me just grab my Mac because my my M1 Air is not that much thicker now than my iPad. But if I want to work on the screen, I want to draw. The, you know, this, the, the iPad Pro is like it's got the regular sized keyboard, and I can type decently on it
0: does uh sidecar work well with that original pro in your macbook air
1: oh it works great
0: that's great Um, yeah
1: yeah, it was um there is the the one thing with the air that's a little frustrating is it only supports one external display Um, yeah and there is like maybe once or twice a year i need three displays and what i did is i just had my the 4k display that i use with the air the Air display, and then I side carded the third one to uh, yeah to the Pro, and it works fantastic. And it was it's that's where I will end up using it for some of that stuff.
0: Okay, what was your configuration for your Pro? What color and storage did you? Have? It was, was thirty two, one twenty eight, and two fifty six. Yeah, I options. got the
1: space gray with the uh, one twenty eight.
0: Okay, and yeah, I the have, biggest mistake I made was I went thirty two gigabytes because I just was cat. Uh, I- didn't have a lot to spare at the time, yeah. And that just when the second gen came out on my birthday in 2017, <laughs> I immediately okay. Well, let me replace this thing because it's just it was aggravating. Say it was trying to do a lot more than I could with that storage in there.
1: Yeah, I like to have into 128. I, it's I haven't. Ever really come close to filling it? But it's about half full now. Last time I checked, I had I had used sixty one gig.
0: Yeah, because you're doing a lot of tech stuff, you, Ulysses, and then the art stuff and Procreate. I guess, it, it, yeah, it, it's it's not like full out videos, so you know, take up that much, right?
1: now it's probably my Overcast queue that's sucking up a good chunk of it too. Yes, yeah, point.
0: It's funny with the one terabyte uh on. This iPad Pro, I've occasionally had like, oh, Overcast is 400 gigs. Let me clear this. Yeah, it can just accumulate. Yeah.
1: The well, I used to listen to podcasts when I was commuting, and I've been, I've been, I've been very lucky that I've been able to work from home for for the past year. And the the detriment to that was, you know, my my podcast queue is backed up like a bridge over you know, going to the beach. And it was you know I ended up having to make a lot of decisions about okay I I have literally not listened to this podcast in months like okay yeah. it's, it's time to just unsubscribe from it and then I w- I would find myself saying all right I need to go for a ride because I was like that was when I would be listening to a podcast sure. and it's like okay I have to go for an hour ride for something uh, what helped too is the, the the most recent Apple thing I got too which I really like is I got it just the regular AirPods and they were they're everything that I hope for in in a device where I just I just wanted to be able to have something where I've got them in my ear and without really touching anything, I can just switch which device I'm listening to. Yeah. And that's just, that is so worth it. It's like, okay.
0: Especially, I'm not sure if you're an Apple watch user, but that works so well in the Apple watch with, with before it's like try to find and pick the device. But if you're listening to something, say you're in your, your car listening to your iphone and then um you pop over and need to use the watch it just instantly switches and that's really great
1: so staying consistent to my theme i have the series zero watch
0: that's just really impressive because that thing i remember just a couple years ago when i, I got the uh, series three that was long in the tooth then and it was barely making it through a day yeah um, yeah how's that thing to you
1: it barely makes it through a day which isn't much worse than when I got it six years ago. Yeah. Um, and it's like, yeah, the new ones I want to get, I want to get a new one eventually because, you know, with the EKG monitors and some of those things, I'm like, yeah, there's there's some tangible health benefits to getting yeah. this. But, the
0: always on display really transformed how I use the watch in meaningful ways, I will say.
1: Yeah, but it's... And it's also just one of those things that's like, it's just, you know, sort of, sort of right. It's like, I'll tell people, I'm like, yeah, I'm still using the Series Zero watch. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, really, all I want to know is have I, have I walked three miles a day, get a text notification, and I use the timers feature a lot yeah um we, we just had a, we had a lawn put in and so it's like i am going out and sprinkling and like okay you know setting these timers for every 20 minutes go out and move the sprinklers um and that's what i that's what i those are the core uses i use it for right and i go okay i can get the new watch which is you know it is better but it's like this one it still does what i need it to do yeah um, yeah that's
0: the thing about tech if you ask of it well, you originally asked of it. It mostly will do that unless you update the OS, where the OS isn't perhaps as graceful as it used to be on those older hardware. They Apple does their best, but sometimes the old devices can be a bit forgotten. I will say the other big thing that changed, transformed my use of Apple Watch was cellular with a Series Three. I would find myself leave and still do find myself just leave my phone behind, and I'm still connected and able to listen to stuff, and that's a
1: really liberating sensation yeah yeah that would be nice um but it's also like oh well it's you know an extra payment each month for yeah extra 10 bucks plan, yeah. and it's you know and it yeah it is it's you know it's 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 just i do get a kind of you know self little kick out of it because i was like i i uh, probably the most recent thing i own other than other than my m1 air is i have the uh i bought the iphone 8 plus when it came out so i still still okay. using the 8 plus yeah um and, no, I upgraded
0: uh, from the uh, SE, so I had a six S generation phone. So I uh, oh, went yeah. a while before I got a new phone this time.
1: And the thing for me with that is, it's going to be probably the cameras and the new ones coming out because it's it's my principal photography device at this point.
0: Yeah, um, and that twelve mini, it's it's remarkable what kind of stuff it captures.
1: Yeah, it's I mean Apple Apple does great with. Um, with cameras, it's you know, it's it's not going to be the same though. It's like with how Phil up there talking about photography because you know, Jaws I do not think quite has that same passion for it. But yeah, so it's actually kind of funny. I speaking of Phil, I came four years away. If I was born four years earlier, I would have grown up with him. <laughs> same high school or whatever you mean? Yeah, he went. He was he was born in the town that I that I grew up in, and I will look at it. I'm like, wow, that's really funny that you know. Because I grew up in Attic, Massachusetts, which is also you know we're we're really famous for Doug Flutie, but yeah, you know I'm like hey Apple, you know Phil Schiller grew up in here, yeah.
0: So how is the iPad Pro first gen OS wise behaving these days? It uh, launched with iOS nine, and it we're now at the iOS fourteen soon iOS fifteen, and how's it? How's the tree in you? Um,
1: fine. And it's, I mean, it's one of those things that's like, I don't think that, like, I think if I, like, sat down with your iPad Pro for 10 minutes, I'd be like, oh, this thing is slow. Mm-hmm. Um, but without having a, a a base point, you know, I'll open up, you know, I open up Ulysses and it's it's still pretty much an instantaneous load. And let me, let me see how, how it is when I force quit it. Um, yeah, it takes, you know, maybe five or six seconds to okay. load. Yeah, isn't, you know, is isn't unbearable. Um, And it's yeah, it's it's fine. Um, You know, some some people There's a forum I'm on and I'll mention yeah, like this thing is still just trucking along. Like I still don't really feel hardware constrained with it. And, you know, you end up with the the, the virtual second looks on it. And I'm like, I surf the web, do Twitter and use Ulysses. I'm like, this is this isn't really resource intensive.
0: Yeah. Now. One of the biggest jumps for me was my favorite jumps, I should say was first the second gen iPad Pro because um, the screen's the thing you're interacting with all day long. And that second gen, it added True Tone ProMotion. Like it, it just was such a like oh this is just lovely. Uh, like once you got true like once I had True Tones like oh this is yeah it is nice. You wouldn't notice if you you know. Never had that jump in promotion as well. Was another thing was like, oh, this is what iPad Pros should be because like you're interacting with the screen and like all the screen enhancements. And again with this fifth gen, another screen update. And the screen, I'm, I'm realizing that's like the most important thing about an iPad and what makes it so yeah. special. Yeah,
1: the the promotion was probably something that if I would probably get me to want to want to switch. Um The color stuff, not so much. I'm colorblind, so okay. Getting into like like the true tone, I. Turn it on and off on my Mac depending on sort of my mood, mm-hmm. um, and that. But like you look at things like you know when they talk about you know the P3 color gamut, I'm like, oh, geez, that's nice. I can't see um, that. I, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. There's there's more colors I can't see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the promotion is probably something like I looking at this, it's you know got my sitting in front of me, and yeah, it's there's probably a very slight flicker that I'm detecting.
0: Yeah, something I didn't know until I did the research for this episode is I kind of forgot that that original iPad Pro did the ramp up, ramp down thing that was kind of made famous with ProMotion, where it ramps up to 120 hertz. But instead, with the original iPad Pro, it could ramp down. So as you're watching videos in 24 frames a second, it could do that. Or if you're just static on a screen, oh, wow, yeah, it actually ramps down. Um, Phil Schiller explained that they used the same tech as they used in the 5K iMac uh, to do this... Um, ramp up, ramp down. It just has a smaller range of of ramp than the Pro Display.
1: Yeah, that's really interesting because yeah, this one they did. It is so many with with Apple and their iPad hardware, and you know, especially now with with the twenty twenty one, it's like it feels like they're they're moving like th- almost two to three years ahead of the software people. Sure. Yeah. Um, because I I look at I look at the pro and I say, okay, there are there are frustrations that I have with IO with, with iOS, mostly around the files app and some other things that are not solved by the new a new iPad Pro. Um and you we start talking about, you know, everybody's saying, well once they put the M one chip in, well that's gonna mean that we're gonna be able to do more with Mac stuff and I'm like Maybe not. Maybe they just the Apple people, the hardware people, just went, "Hey, we we can do this, so we're we're going to do this." And I hope that this year's WWDC has a lot of iPad stuff. Um, but it's still if I. It feels like a couple years ago when they came out with "Hey, we're gonna have iPad OS," and a lot of people got excited. Cause they're like, okay, it's great. This means we're gonna get meaningful updates every year instead of the you know TikTok that we get. And then last year's was sort of like, no, even though it's iPad OS, you were still getting the TikTok.
0: Yeah, last year was interesting because the tracker support, trackpad support, it wasn't um, part of fourteen, but it was last year and that was like that one feature alone transformed radically how i used this device in huge ways that i've just changed it forever i'm using it on a stand far away from with me without touching it with the external trackpad and the magic keyboard and that late addition to ipad os 13 kind of felt like <laughs> Okay, we're good for the year. Uh, even though there were some things in fourteen, but yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to seeing what they do with fifteen.
1: Yeah, the the the, the pointer stuff was was interesting. It's great because it's you know it's like you said, you know, you can have the thing on an ergonomic stand and it's up and it's out of the way, and you can you can use it much more ergonomically than you know the zombie arms where you're always reaching out and tapping with the screen. Being able to do that with the you know with the magic mouse and the trackpad and then with the magic keyboard it's 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 neat like i i think i'm not sure if i'd get the magic keyboard with it because it's you know i do sort of feel that okay if i'm going to go through all that then i'll use my laptop by having the pointer support is Great, because even if I'm just sitting here, like, I, I haven't used it that much because I, I forget that it's there. And I'm like, well, if I got my iPad up and just sort of pushed out of the way, just being able to have the have the mouse pointer to point along to what I'm doing without reaching up to the screen would be great. Yeah.
0: And then, go kind back, of going back to the original iPad Pro, something that made the Pro Pro were the four speakers. So, that's something that we appreciate still the day. Yeah. Um, those old pros had a headphone jack, which I still miss to this day. So that's like, that's part of the reason I waited so long in my upgrade. I didn't get a third-gen iPad Pro. I waited until Magic Keyboard came out, and that was very enticing uh, with that upgrade. And yeah, the headphone jack, it's a super reliable way to get audio out, and you don't have to deal with some finicky digital converter cable thing that can do it, but mm-hmm. sometimes not as well. So... Um, yeah, that was something I do still miss from that old iPad Pro. Um, And Touch ID is still great. I mean, on Face ID, I think on the iPads more appropriate, but uh, Touch ID is really great, especially uh, the way they implemented it on the Air, where you can have it in clamshell mode, completely closed in the authentication. You can still touch it with a closed lid uh, if you're using yeah, that which is is great. Neat. Yeah,
1: yeah the, the problem I have with Touch ID is, you know, with my model trains and stuff, I tend to get glue on my fingers a lot, which oh. just really like it, it's they're all like super glues and stuff like that and it's you know i'll be sitting there i'll be like touch id is not working like why isn't touch id working and it's like oh yeah because you've got super glue stuck to your finger and you're fingerprints not reading the same
0: yeah and i do miss the gold color option that's what i always went with and uh, yep now on the silver camp because that one looks better to me yeah um, i
1: i just i don't get why they why they don't have more color option um and i don't know if it's just that you know i i, I guess the ipad pro sell a lot but if they don't want to just keep getting you know too many too many models out there but i'm like i'd like a blue a blue ipad pro
0: yeah or like a product red ipad pro That'd be yep. great. Yeah. yeah,
1: that's one I'm really surprised that they haven't done. Um because it's it's an easy to do technology ish, I guess. I mean, this is says the guy who's never right. done it, but I'm assuming that it's not that much difficult and yeah. you know, putting 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 a special color on the back of an iPad Pro, I don't think is any diff- more difficult than putting it on the back of an iPad Air. Yeah,
0: yeah, and um, price wise, it's been gradually climbing over the years. And yeah, the original seven ninety nine starting price is now the starting price of the smaller iPad Pro. Um, yeah, and the iPads I, they have been getting like the tech in there is just getting crazier and crazier. So they're finding ways to justify it. I think, but still, it's a shame that uh, people that don't want to spend as much don't have a lower cost option. I guess the Air is kind of the iPad Pro Lite at this point, right?
1: Yeah, well, the thing I like was they've put so many of what I consider to be sort of like the base iPad Pro stuff down onto the Air. You can use the Apple Pencil with
0: Even the original, if you think about it, the smart keyboard and Apple Pencil, that's across the entire iPad line now, which back in 2015... We would have thought that was crazy because those were the differentiators of what makes a Pro Pro.
1: Yeah. And the screen diff- screen size between the Air and the Pro is very small, isn't it? It's like... Yeah, 0.1. You know, yeah. Um, and of course, you don't get the good display on that you get on. like I mean
0: Yeah, you don't get ProMotion. That's the biggest sad yeah. thing about it. Like the 10.5-inch iPad Pro is one of my favorite small iPad Pros. Um, and when they made the Air version of that, they got rid of ProMotion. It's like, aww.
1: Yeah. But then it's like, I know that what's probably going to happen is I'm probably going to go look and see the Liquid Crystal XDR type display and just go, oh, oh, my. Um, but, yeah, it's like that one starts at, like, what, a grand?
0: Yeah, 1,100. And it's, um, is it 128? Yeah, so the starting storage is 128, which is a lot better than the old 32 gigabyte. That was not oh, very. Yeah. That was a hate crime. That was just not nice. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I'm using dark mode. All day long now, because the blacks just look so
1: good. It does. Um, yeah. Then you look at the price of the two terabyte. Oh, that's real money.
0: And it's amazing. It can go up the two terabytes uh, as a thing because yeah. it used to top out at two fifty six as the, the top capacity before. And if you and if you if you can figure it the same way you do a MacBook Air, if you jump up to the one terabyte, you're paying two hundred dollars for the RAM and also two hundred dollars for the uh, storage. So. It looks like a lot more for just an SSD upgrade, but they're also charging yeah. the RAM that's kind of hidden into the price.
1: Yeah, I'm, I am curious to see what Apple does with all of that extra RAM. And I, I hope it's not them saying, hey, it was just as easy to just take this exact same chip from the air and put it into the iPad. That they have a vision for why why we're not just going to use like an a whatever x and um it might just be that they want we don't need to make one chip. we're going to put it in there and as a result of it we're able to do all this but
0: yeah i mean by the time this episode is released people probably know it's an ipad os 15 but i have to Mm -hmm. just guess external monitor support and a new way of multitasking will make that ram more important
1: yeah, I was I was listening to Jason I'm a member of Jason Snell's Six Color Site and on his members only podcast he he hinted that he on his on background briefing that he had with Apple that they had they they mentioned multitasking a lot. Yeah. Um and that's sort of where, yeah, it's, they, with the, especially when they got the same Thunderbolt ports and everything, it's, I am hoping that it's true external display that you're, you're not getting that letterboxing or pillarboxing that they call it. And that now you can, you can start moving windows around. Like I'm, I'm not, I don't think that Apple should, or I want them to say, you know, if somebody wrote that post that once they came out with the M1, that's like, we'll just put Mac OS on it. You, cowards. Yeah, that would
0: kill the iPad platform. As we know it, yeah. Like,
1: and it's you know no, but what I would like is apps that are on the Mac that are fully featured, and the iPad versions aren't, like Word. Yep. And I don't want it to do. I don't care about you know VB macros and those things, but it just it still pains me that I can't I can't edit a style on Word on the iPad. That right. I can't just insert a table of contents. That in some ways Pages is is a better platform for that because I, I can make those changes. And so if with the M1 chip and where that you can do the add the universal chip, I'm hoping that the universal binaries, I'm hoping that with, they'll maybe be able to say, okay, these Mac apps, you can, you know, that we have these sort of a sidecar iPad version on, maybe this will now be a much more fully version and maybe it'll save them some development time for that. Sure. Yeah. So
0: regarding the original iPad Pro in 2021, any kind of final thoughts regarding kind of your usage of it and how you see it in the world today?
1: I obviously still like it quite a bit. And it's, I think it's also, a one that I have, I have a lot of sentimental attachment to it because it's, I've had it for so long, the, 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 the back is all scuffed and yeah. scratched and everything. And I still think it is a great, it's a great iPad. It's one that I... I still enjoy using every day, and there, there are times where I will just say, "Okay, I'm going to go out, you know, go out to the patio and do some stuff." And I will grab the, I'll grab the iPad Pro and go out there. And it's just I feel that it was one of those first gen devices that Apple just they nailed it on. Mm-hmm. That there isn't anything about the hardware other than well, other than my batteries not enjoying life six years later, but that it was still just it's a it's a great design. It's it, it works well. It, it hasn't, it hasn't failed. Um, I haven't ever had, haven't had a single problem with this other, other than we mentioned with this, the smart keyboards and stuff, but I'm like, you know, this thing is still, is still trucking and it's not showing any signs of, Oh, well, this is a little glitchy. So, you know, the screen's starting to go or something. I like it. And it, you know, for, for a while it, I did give it a give going, I've had only a solid, a solid effort. Um, and, I loved using it. It was, you know, it had it, it was nice too because it had the screen of, of an iPad air, but retina right. at the time. And it was just that that almost thirteen inch screen is still just it's amazing. I like I look down at it and I'm like, you are able to get this in and you know, I remember I had the was it the iPad three that was the first one with retina and the chip right. didn't really yep. power it and it just overhe you know, it was yeah. this one, it was like they, they threw this massive thirteen inch screen on here and it, it's held up. I love it. That's great.
0: Yeah. The display on that original one, or that original generation one and two, I think the Logitech charging stand that I really love, that's the stand that you can charge over the smart connector, and it's such, oh, a, clean, yeah. such a clean setup, just popping your iPad down in front of you, and it's charging with, you have an external track, uh, you know, uh, keyboard in front of you. Love that as a setup, but I think charging through that uh, over, <laughs> as long as I did, uh, I think the LEDs near the smart connector kind of didn't like it too much. Uh so there was a little bit of kind of white discoloration down there. That's mm. the only kind of hardware glitches I had with the actual iPad itself.
1: Oh, the other thing I liked with this one that was the first one they introduced was fast charging. Yeah. Where if you had if you had the big USB brick, I remember going out and you know, getting getting the thirty watt or whatever it was. it was funny, there were there was a Mac rumors discussion post where people who are who are who are good at math and electronics were saying okay this is the one that you want to get because actually like you would think that if you just got the uh, you know the 47 watt that was you know from, from one of macbook pros or whatever that that would work and it was like no it's not you need one that has a specific voltage output or something and so i so i got the one that was right for that and it was like this is great like i could charge my entire ipad up in almost an hour
0: yeah it's funny the uh the magic keyboard if you, you, there's like one or two chargers that will charge your ipad drastically faster than every other charger even these big ones so like i think the one that ships now with ipads their new 20 watt one is that charger and if you mm. use other ones it won't behave quite as nicely to charge your iPad as fast. So, yeah, it's kind of funny the finickiness of what charger and amperage make all that stuff work well.
1: And it's not easy to read what the charger volt, what the charger capacity no. is, because they, they all sort of look the same. You know, I've mm-hmm. got a magnifying lamp I use for my trains, and sometimes I just put it under, like, okay, yep, this is the right one. Yeah. No, it can be confusing, yeah.
0: So, anything else? Uh, any apps that uh, um, you haven't mentioned that you kind of
1: like to use? I'll infrequently play some games on it, but... Oh, you know what I use a lot, too, is I use the Zinio app, because I'll buy digital versions of some of the magazines. Yeah. And I use Libby, uh, which is my library thing, because I used to have a News Plus subscription, and then I found out that every one of the magazines I was enjoying reading on News Plus I could get from my library digitally for free. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it's great, and it, it works out. It works really well, and so I use I use Libby a lot to to read out to read my to read my library magazines on it. Um, those are those are probably the big ones I use. I use Reader for my news RSS feed, um, Tweetbot. Oh, I use Things Things for pride. We didn't even get into the. It, it feels like there's a union rule to talk about task management. Oh sure, yeah. Um, I use Things. I brief i used for a while i went to reminders just because I, i like to try to go first party as possible and then uh chris lally had a great video about a month ago and i had i had completely not realized that i could set up what they call areas and i'm like oh i could just dump all of this work stuff up into an area and have separate projects related to that and after that i went i went right back to using things and everything that i need to track on here is in my life is in here you know if I have a task for work it goes in there I will set up reminders through there that like if I need to go out and water the lawn in the morning you know make sure I get the we have a cat that's got high blood pressure so she's on high blood pressure pills make sure we give her her pill at five all of everything in there is I use I use the recurring tasks a lot and just get have it set for reminders so I get the pop-up on all my devices that says here's here's where uh you know go go give Megan her shot her pill and it's it's great. I love it.
0: Yeah. For project management stuff, do you use OmniPlan or anything like that, uh, like work computers? Like, is it Visio? Microsoft Visio, I think is the Microsoft version. Yeah.
1: We, um, I don't use any of those. Um, everything everything at work is on our work laptops anyway. Right. Um, I infrequently use... I have OmniGraffle, and I use it sometimes. Yeah. Um, I also have the AutoCAD app mm-hmm. for my iPad, which is I was disappointed when I first started using it because basically what I wanted was AutoCAD on my iPad. Sure. Um, and then it's it's geared more for if you're on a construction site, you can bring up the bring up the AutoCAD drawing and look at something and make some notes on stuff and double check some measurements. And now looking back on it, I say, you know what, that's 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 the right approach to take because Running running AutoCAD on an iPad, even even with all the RAM and everything, is it's 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 a beast of an app, and it's it, like it has an entire command line interface that I use. Um, I I don't use any of the menus. So I'll just type in if I need to draw a line, I just type in line. Yeah, and and do all that. So so I, as much as I wish that it did more, I'm going. This 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 makes sense for what for what they needed to do.
0: Have you played around with Shaper 3D at all?
1: A little bit. It, it's a different yeah. approach. Yeah. Yeah. But I do have I do have OmniGraphle and I need to I kind of need to remember sometimes that I've got it because yeah. it's um, it does do I think it does it does do some level of real world architectural dimensioning I think mm-hmm. um, yeah it's a handy yeah.
0: app it's like a it, there's a lot of uses for you just to have the imagination for what to use it for kind of thing
1: yeah and the the main thing because I'll use I could use OmniGraphle for a lot of my the drawings I do for the trains. Um, But what I'll do is I will plot them out at the scale of the train. So if I have a building that's 60 feet long and I tell it to print it, it prints out an HO scale at, you know, whatever 60 feet is. And I don't know if I can do something like that on on OmniGraffle. Right. Well,
0: anything else before we wrap it up?
1: Nope. That sounds great. Thanks for having me on. This is great. Absolutely. So
0: where can people find your websites and, and what you're up to?
1: I am on my website is MarkCrump.com. And on Twitter, I am at Crumpy, C-R-U-M-P-Y.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for your time, Mark. I really appreciate this chat. Thanks. This was thank you. a lot of fun kind of taking a trip back memory lane and, you know, your current times of what it's like in 2021 with this original iPad Pro. Yeah, it was great. Thank you. Well, that was my interview with Mark. My thanks to Mark for his time recording this episode, and my thanks to you for your time and attention tuning in. Once again, you can get the episodes early and with embedded chapter markers for just a dollar a month at patreon.com slash opetprose. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to everyone again real soon.